have felt or experienced something in life that caused us to feel stuck. Happens to most people, doesn't it? What does one do? Who does one approach? A friend or yourself? Understanding who you are, overcoming past issues, recognizing triggers, self-awareness, and developing healthy coping mechanisms is key. Hello, I'm Paige here with another interesting episode of Chizuba Talks. I have Tressa Johnson, the founder of SASI, an acronym which she will elaborate on later in the talk. She has with her a team of women who understand that their being through was necessary for their breakthrough. Fascinating words indeed. Welcome to the podcast, Tressa. Thank you, Tej. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. You are, as you say, your sister's keeper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when and why did you feel that way? So, well, to go back, so Sassy, like you said, is the acronym for Spiritually Active, Saved, Sound Young Women. Um, so I am, I have a younger brother, but I'm the younger sister of three sisters. Um, so for me, and I didn't have a big friend group. And so for me going through life and making some not so great life choices, um, I was sometimes afraid to share that with my friends or with my family. So sometimes I just suffered in silence and I felt like, well, who, you know, who can I call on? I wish I knew someone that was going through some of the, some of the things that I experienced. So I felt like being my sister's keeper could help another young lady who made, you know, some, let's just say some poor choices, some, some not so smart choices in life. So I felt like being my sister's keeper, which is a support system, um, a friend, a shoulder to cry on, a listening ear. So I felt like be, I felt like that's what I needed at one point in my life. So then I also wanted to be that to a, to another sister, to another young lady, to another woman. Right. So the services that you provide are basically, uh, you know, a listening ear, and you have somebody who is able to empathize with uh, the person who's going through that. Now, what is the age group that you cater to, and why? Do you need to have only this as an aspect of dealing with that problem? Mm -hmm. Sure. So typically we cater uh, cater to the ages of 18 to 35. But recently um, we've partnered with a local group home. So our youngest, um, our youngest client, our youngest member was about eight years old. And actually our oldest member is about 72, 73. So the 18 to 35 has went completely out the door. <laughs> so we don't turn anyone away at all. Um, so, and, and for me, so I don't have a, like a, a specific age group anymore, because like I said, that completely changed. Um, and at first I wanted to get to the 18 to 35 because I felt like 18 is kind of where you're still trying to learn who you are. You know, you've experienced mm -hmm. life enough to know what you want in life. And you kind of, you know, you're trying to, you've identified who you are, but you're still not completely sure on where you want to go in life and who you are 100%. And then about like 18 and 35, so like I said, that's you're getting to know who you are. Um, you know, you're learning who your who, who, what your self-worth is, your identity. So I think that age is like um, an impressionable age, even though we think like the younger children, yes, but also 18 and 35, because you're trying to come into your own, you know, young ladies are establishing careers. Some are getting married, you know, some have become mothers. And so I felt like that was a good age group. But like I said, that's out the door now because we have some as young as eight and some as, you know, up to like about 70 plus years old. Yeah. 
that makes total sense when you talk about the 18 to 35 age uh, window. That is the time when most people go through these uh, conflicting uh, thoughts or uh, you know, indecisiveness. I'm very curious to know what the 72-year-old uh, was facing without naming her, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so it's funny because uh, one of the things that I say is sometimes we think that growing older means you've grown up. And so sometimes we can grow older, but we never mature. And then sometimes uh, we know that there are times that, you know, whatever your first incident happened, we know that I'm a life coach. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we know is wherever your first trauma happened, you kind of get stuck there. And so sometimes, we, you know, we're a broken little girl and we grow up to be mean or, you know, mean older ladies or something like that. So the 72 year old, great wisdom, but there were just still some things in life that, you know, that she just had to learn. I hadn't even recognized. She thought this is the way you are. This is how I move. And sometimes we think because we've been that way all of our lives that this is who I am. And it's like, no, if you dig deeper, you'll realize there's something, you know, in your surface that if you let it go, you know, a brighter, better, healthier, you can show up you know, into the world. So it was just her like experiencing life and the fact that she thought she had healed and she hadn't quite healed yet. Yeah, I would say that at the age of 72 that uh, you would have probably, I'm, I'm not judging here, um, you know, but <laughs> it, it can be, it is very much possible. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say the programs, what typically happens when somebody comes to you? Is there some form to be filled? Is Do you take some tests? Is there some kind of counseling? How, how do you go about it? So, no, the only thing for sassy, you just have to be a woman or a young lady who's willing to come in. We call ourselves the sassy sisters. So the ladies that work with me, they're the, they're the sassy team. So just be willing to come in and um, whatever it is, you know, be willing to, you know, my thing is be willing to open up. You know, not be afraid to share whatever it is because we're not here to judge. Because if people knew my testimony or some may say my story, I cannot judge anybody. Um, so just know that, you know, willing to come in and share, you know, your story or your testimony, willing to, you know, be able to heal or just willing to be open, you know, open up or whatever. But that's the only requirement. So what we do is we do have confidential forms to let them know that whatever is shared between them and I, because I'm the one that I'm a life coach. So I'm the one that, you know, be mentoring them. So just to let them know that anything we discuss, it doesn't leave there. It stays between them and I. Um, we have an application as well. But again, that's just collecting information so I can try and figure out where they are in life, you know, kind of, kind of like their backstory. So I'll know how to help them efficiently. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of these situations are related to uh, career or related to relationships. They're, they're actually multiple things. So I've had some because, you know, they had a hard marriage or a difficult marriage. So they've come in. I've had some that, you know, have experienced trauma, um, except, ex things like molestation, um, those type of things. I've had some that's come in. They just don't know who they are. Um, I've had some that have not been happy in life. So they had suicidal thoughts and it was, they thought that that was the only answer. And so once we let them know that, hey, it's deeper than your thoughts, like we have to dig deeper than what you're feeling. Um, so it's actually, it's a range of anything. It even could be a career. Maybe someone is feeling like they're in a dead end. Like, how do I get past this? How do I move forward? You know, am I stuck here? So we just have to show them like it, everything starts with you. You know, your career starts with you. Your happiness starts with you. Life starts with you. Um, so it's actually a range of multiple things. Yeah. I read somewhere uh, that loving yourself is a first step in accepting yourself the way you are and making sure that you value yourself. Do you think in uh, the work that you do, do you think that women really undervalue themselves? 
I'm not going to say all women do, but some women, yes, definitely undervalue themselves and they, and they don't, do not know their worth. I can definitely say that that's a fact because I was one. I didn't know my worth. I didn't value myself. So I'm what you call a PK, preacher's kid. Um, and so, of course, for me, I didn't I, I dropped out of high school. I did obtain my diploma later, but I dropped out of high school, like in the 12th grade. Um, and then from there, I just started making poor life choices. And I thought that um, I just thought that I wasn't going to be anything or anybody. I was told that I was going to be trash. I was told that I was trash. Um, and I was told that, you know, you're just going to have a bunch of babies and you never mind up to anything. So for me, those thoughts began to play in my head like a just like on, on repeat. They just was on repeat. Um, so and I didn't know my worth. I didn't know my value. So I began to act out what they said they, that what they said I was. So they said I would never be anything. I acted out. They said that I was trash. I acted, you know, I acted out. So there are definitely women who don't know their value and who don't know their worth. And so that's what Sassy is here for, like to teach you that no matter where you've come from, no matter what you've gone through, you have worth and you have value, you know. And so and then and teach women to love themselves first, because if you don't love yourself, then I often teach them nobody else will, you know. And if you're not healed right. from the inside out, you know, it's hard to go through life. You show up in the world as this unhealed, unwhole young lady or woman. And it's like, we have to heal from the inside out to show up in the world respectful. You have to be healed and know your worth and know your value to show up in the world. As you know, a, a loving young lady, you have to get and be healed, know your worth, know your, like it just plays, it all goes into like the same thing. Know your worth, be healed, know your value, you know, to be respectful, to be heard, to be listened to, to be cared for. And then to also show up for someone um, in, in the same manner. Uh, I understand what you're doing. It's very helpful. But I have a question. I'm curious to know, when somebody approaches you, you tell them that you are valued, you tell them that you are beautiful, you want to tell them that you know, you're worth it. But is that enough for them? Is that is that one person telling them a third person, probably they don't even know you, they're strangers, and you telling them that you are worth it? Uh, how much impact does it have? Because yes, you need to have your family, you need to have the people, your friend circle accept you for the worth. Mm -hmm. It's not only one person telling me that I am worth, right? So right. Uh, how, how do you uh, sort of deal with that situation where the person is accepting that you are saying she mm -hmm. is worth, but her friend circle or her family or her relationships still take time or still behave the way they do? Yeah. Yeah. And so again, I've been that young lady. <laughs> so one of the <laughs> things is I've, I have, I've been here. So one of the things we do is we have a program. It's the Sassy Discipleship and it's either a four week or 12 week or a five month program. And so we do, what we do is when a young lady comes, um, we'll put her into one of the programs. Typically I prefer everyone to take the five month program because in a month, you know, you get some good information, but really how much of an impact is that going to do depending on what you've experienced and for how long. And so typically we'll have the ladies join the program, like a five month program. And then from there, um, like we, and we have a book, we have a sassy workbook. And so they have, we meet once a week um, for an hour. They have homework as well. So we just teach them. We teach them about triggers. We teach them about coping mechanisms. Um, we teach them about loving yourselves. We let them know that there are sometimes loving yourself. It's time to, sometimes letting the wrong people go. 
because we have we have the wrong people in. They tell us the wrong things. They make us feel bad. Um, they make us feel like we don't have worth of value. So sometimes, even though you may love them, but you have to love yourself more. So you have to be willing to let those go who are not growing, you know, who are not encouraging you, who are not uplifting you. You have to be willing to let them go. We teach everybody about accountability. We have to be accountable for who we are, what we say, what we do. So it's a five-month program. And once they've done with the program, we actually don't leave their lives. They can still reach out to us. They can still call us. They can email us. They can, you know, if they need an hour visit, I'm there. So I have actually have mentees now that call me. They text me. We go to dinner. We go to lunch. I go to graduations. I go to cheerleading game, uh, cheerleading, the sheep cheerleading competitions. I go to all of it. I go to birthday parties for their children. Um, so I'm there for them. So even if they have a hard moment, all they have to do is reach out and I'll show back up. Yeah, that is beautiful. And you have the connect that, you know, stays on. So that, I think, assures them that you are going to be there throughout the journey. It's not like you do the five-month course and you finish it. Let's take a break to understand what Jazuba is. Everyone at some point ponders on how this beautiful life can be made more meaningful. Maybe you're a leader trying to enhance your employees' experience at your organization. Or you already work for the community and seek volunteers with state-of-the-art skills to strengthen your nonprofit. Whatever your situation, know that you can make a difference. Chizuba began with this very vision. A vision to facilitate every skill and every passion in the world in meeting a social need. Corporate volunteering has several benefits for both businesses and organizations. In parallel, experienced and enthusiastic volunteers join NGO workers, enabling them to serve the community more effectively. Jazuba offers everyone looking to add purpose and meaning to their lives a chance to connect or volunteer virtually with non-profit organizations from over 100 countries around the world. Visit www.chizuba.net and explore opportunities to find meaning. Chizuba, your platform to do good. And now, back with our guest. Uh, journaling is an important part of this entire thing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. How much how much uh, stress would you lay on journaling, even for people who are listening to this right now? Mm -hmm. I would definitely say always take pen to paper. So if you're having a good day, write it down, because on a bad day, if you go back and read that good day, it's a reminder things can get better. Um, and also, if you're having a bad day or a horrible day, write it down, because when you write that down, you're able to go back and figure out, OK, you know, when I was feeling this way, you know, this happened to me because sometimes we don't realize triggers. Some people don't even know triggers. they have triggers. Right. And so mm -hmm. when you begin to write things, when you're journaling things down, you can actually look at certain things and figure out, oh, this is a trigger when, you know, when this person said this or when this person looked at me this way, I felt, you know, whatever way. And so when you write things down, you're able to one, see that life isn't so bad. You know, and like me, because you have good days, you have bad days. So you're able to see that life isn't so bad. You're able to see that I can get through this. And then you're able to get in touch with your emotions. And sometimes um, for me, I used to be very quiet. I was really, really shy. Wouldn't say much now, but now I probably talk too much to everybody. Um, but however, sometimes if you're really shy or, you know, an introvert, write it down. You know, right. And that, that like relieves the pressure. And so we do ask them to do that as well, like to write down which, how you felt in this day or whatever. If you're having a, a hard moment, 
write down what you felt, write down what happened, write down what you felt and write down what you did to, you know, to overcome it. And if you didn't overcome it, be real and say, I didn't, I'm, I'm stuck in that moment. And so when we have our yeah. sessions. Mm-hmm. We can deal with that. We can unpack. And so we can give you, you know, some, some tools for your belt that so you can get through life. Yeah. You know, so many times uh, it has happened with me as well. Somebody says something nasty to me and I just, keep quiet because I'm not the confrontational person. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I feel I should have said that I should have retaliated like this, I should have done this. But it's all in the I should have, right? So, so what do you do for situations like that? Yeah, well, sometimes like even so there's something that we have in a workbook and we says react, remove or respond. So depending on what the situation is, you're going to either react, you're going to respond or you're going to remove. So react meaning you didn't think about it at all, you just went for what it is. And sometimes reacting not sometimes, all the times reactions make the situations worse because you're not thinking about it. You know, you're caught up in the moment you were offended. So I'm going to tell you this or whatever. So that's not best. If you respond, you, you step back, you remove the emotion out of the situation. You mm-hmm. pause, you take a breath before speaking because you want to make sure that whatever you're saying is going to help the situation and not hinder it. Or you may have to remove yourself. So sometimes it's just good to just walk away. You know, like I understand what you're feeling, but right now I don't think we can have a, you know, a good conversation. So it, I think it's best that I remove myself. And when we're both level-headed, we can come back and even talk about it. So it's not always bad to be quiet. Sometimes it's actually best because if you say something, it can make the situation worse. So like I said, you either choose to react, respond, or remove yourself. Reaction, never good. But respond never or remove, good. it works. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, that was very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now, um, some women must be coming to you who probably need to start all over again. Probably they are wanting to, you know, get into a job or get into some kind of, uh, you know, partnership. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do you help? Do you help them with their, uh, with looking for a job? Do you help them with upskilling themselves also? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we also offer three other programs. We have a financial literacy program that tells ladies about credit, um, about a checking account savings, you know, jobs and different things. We have another one that's the literacy program that's to help young ladies obtain their diplomas. And then we also have a job readiness program where we teach them how to write a resume. Um, we teach them how to uh, interview. We teach them like to dress for success, meaning how you show up. Um, because in my last job, I was in management. And of course, I worked for, I was a business operations uh, team lead. And so when young ladies, we had a young lady to come in, very well-spoken. Um, you can tell she was knowledgeable, but she came in dressed like she was going to the park. And so for us, that's like an immediate right. And so at this point, you no longer hear what they're saying. And you're looking at you at an interview just like you're going mm-hmm. to a park. So we teach it's them how to dress for a success. Exactly. You know, we teach them how to dress for a success, how to, um, you know, to write a, uh, a resume, how to interview. We give them soft skills and different things like that. And then also I'm connected to like some uh, HR managers. And then I've also have some friends that have businesses. And then because I've developed uh, different relationships, I'm able to say if someone comes for a job, I'm able to reach out to different connections, depending on their skill set and try and help them to get into a job. So, yes, we can definitely assist them with that as well. Yeah, that is wonderful. That's beautiful. What is the biggest challenge that you faced so far? The biggest challenges we face so far, um, I would say finances. And the reason being is I've been doing SASA since 2013. And um, so we operate because we're nonprofit. We operate solely off of donations. But however, for the majority of that, I actually spend my own 
money from my own from my own check when I get paid because I do a work a full time job as well, and so um, I would say finance them because because there's an issue with the finances you're not always able to get out and help the community like you like you really want um, because I'm a giver by nature like I don't I love to receive but I I enjoy receiving but I love to give I am a giver if I can place a smile on someone's face because of maybe we blessed a single mother with a, a baby bed or you know whatever it is we can pay a month's of rent that makes me feel good. Um, and so, like I said, sometimes we're not able to go out and work the community like we should or support the community like I want, uh, like we desire because of lack of finance. So that's one of the, the things. And I feel like, you know, people coming in knowing about Sassy, because, of course, Sassy is not, you know, just well known quite yet. And I feel like if more people knew about Sassy, of course, Sassy can grow. And then they can know that, you know, you have a sisterhood, you have a village here. Some people say, like, my yes. circle at Sassy, we don't say circle, you know, because we believe that circles just go round and round and round and nothing gets accomplished. <laughs> but we say a village because a village will meet you where you are. They'll love you. You know, in spite of you, they'll encourage you. They'll push you. And then they're there to support you. Um, so I believe that if, if more young ladies knew about Sassy, then, of course, we can help more. So like I said, sometimes because of finance, we just really can't get out there, you know, and spend the money on marketing or supporting the community like we want, because a lot of us are pulling the money out of our own pockets. And my team. They actually pay for things out of their pockets. So I'm grateful for the young ladies. That is wonderful. That's yeah. really, that, that just shows that you are, you know, wholeheartedly, passionately doing what you are. And lastly, Tressa, tell us, uh, what are the fun events that you have? Some of the fun events that we have. So we meet the second Saturday of every month um, at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time in person. Um, they can also look, join via Facebook as well. So if they're not able to come into the building, they can join via Facebook. And it's our sassy sisters coming to a meeting. And it's just for women are coming there. We like to say we let our hair down. We breathe. You know, we inhale, we exhale. Um, and we talk about more than just God. We talk about everything, every aspect, the totality of a woman. We discuss that. The fourth Thursday of every month via Facebook Live, we have a Sassy Sisters check-in. And that's where we talk about real life topics. And um, we give like real examples of like, you know, maybe something that I've dealt with that I want to share. Some of the ladies have dealt with that they want to share. And then we also give people tools to use if they're experiencing this. Like I'll share, this is what helped me to get through it. Or this may be able to help you to get through it. Um, in October, we have a Sassy Encounter. So I said, the encounter um, this year, we have a two day. It's a Friday night. So we're going to have that Friday night. It's going to be Sis Let's Talk. And this again, we're going to have a panel of women that's going to answer questions. They're going to speak on specific topics and answer questions. And that's October 13th. And then that Saturday, October 14th, um, we're going to have another young lady, a young lady, well, pastor actually, her name is Bishop Tanya Kearney. She'll come in and she's going to, of course, encourage the ladies, you know, speak a word of life into them. And give give us all some tools to use to make it through life. So sassy is pretty. We're pretty busy. <laughs> we're pretty yeah, busy. you are. You sound very busy. <laughs> well, wonderful. That's um, sassy for you, and that's Tressa Johnson yeah. talking about how women uh, need to get rid of their uh, dysfunctional behaviors and negative patterns, mm -hmm. and just just basically forge ahead and. Uh, get on that transformative journey towards healing and self-discovery. Yes. Thank you, Tressa. You have been amazing. I'd love to hear more, but I'll connect with you later on, on maybe on your Facebook Live page. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me.